Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not fucking around. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) It's showtime. I'm getting ready for parenthood, B. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Daddy's trying to work. (laughs) What a great way to start the show. (laughs) Yeah. Be back, baby. Birdman yeah, yeah. Hammer, we gonna Birdman Hammer. All right, let's get That's it, y'all. Right. Welcome back. <laughs> Before we jump in, can we talk yeah. about you guys' birthdays? Happy birthday to the both of you guys! Yeah, thank the you, Gemini thank boys you. Boys are back. Yes, That's right. Sir. What'd you guys do? How was your birthday week? Mace. Uh, I've just been cashing in on free meals. That's pretty much what's been going oh, on in my that's world. Oh, that's like my favorite part. Yes. So I went to dinner with my mom and my girlfriend last week. By the time this comes out, I will have gone to the House of Prime Rib in San Francisco, which is essentially like an old school steakhouse place where they wheel around giant racks of prime rib on a cart. And they roll up to your table and they cut you a piece right there and then they plop it on your table. And I'm excited for that. I haven't been there in easily a decade. It's one of those places where you have to make a reservation like a ways oh. in advance. Oh, wow. So I'm nice. going I'm going to that with my dad and my uncle, my girlfriend and my friends. So that'll that'll be the the last hurrah. But yeah, mostly just mostly just eating good. That's been my birthday experience. Jason has been, you know. <laughs> counteracting my <laughs> my inactivity <laughs> i'm yeah, sure with yeah high amounts of high volume of activity um i actually started by not eating where i wanted to eat i had a reservation at the nice guy which i had uh recently went there with my girlfriend and um her sister to sheena arnold too short a bunch of people and i loved it. it was like the first time i went and i was like oh i gotta go here for my birthday made reservations and on my birthday there was a kitchen fire <laughs> oh my go. god <laughs> yeah they, they sent me a text at like 10 a.m on my birthday like sorry we have a small kitchen fire like we have to cancel your reservation so oh. end up going to john and Vinny's, which is actually my favorite restaurant right now with my grandparents i always go to um dinner with my grandparents for my birthday uh, and my oh, girlfriend yeah. so that was cool and then uh we went to delilah I saw Big Waz there. I was just gonna say, <laughs> of, of course, course, you saw Big Waz. <laughs> of course, ran into Big Waz, chopped was it up with him. Was he schmoozing as the he owner schmoo- of the establishment? <laughs> yes, exactly. Rounds. Yes, Big Waz is like uh, Rick from Casablanca in uh, 
<laughs> and Delilah, if you've ever seen that movie, you know, he knows everybody. He's he's talking it up, chopping it up. Yeah. Wow. I, I haven't been drinking. You know, I've been on a diet. I don't know if I like told you guys about that, but um, started the year off. I was pretty husky. I was 175 pounds. You know, I'm a slim guy, uh, 5'8", and that's a lot <laughs> for somebody like me. So I decided to go on a diet uh, a little over a month before my birthday. Changed all, all my eating habits, started exercising. So okay. I lost about nine pounds. Um, and with that, I hadn't drank any alcohol. So I got blackout drunk on my birthday, mm. was saying crazy shit, uh, was going in. Uh, was having conversations with Waz, <laughs> saying wild <laughs> shit. Because <laughs> if if there's anybody to bounce off your wild takes oh my with, <laughs> Waz is the one. That's uh, your guy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he has some interesting takes about the uh, the Kendrick Lamar album as well. Um, oh, so we boy. we bond, <laughs> bonded over that. And, uh, yeah, no, it was a interesting time. So then after that, uh, went to Vegas, spent my weekend in Vegas. I was supposed to meet B <laughs> twice and I didn't, I, I stood her Jason up. Jason stood I me up, <laughs> I'm stood sorry. me up two times. I had the whole hookup for you too. All you had she to had do was pl- pull up. She had the plug my, for me. <laughs> yeah. At my job, we had Don Tolliver, we had Miguel and you missed both. And I miss really both. Too. Yeah. I actually really, really like Don Tolliver. Um, mm-hmm. He's done a couple of songs with Dom. Uh, funny story about that is he, before he even did songs with Dom, when he first uh, popped onto that's, the scene. That's Dom yeah, Kennedy. Dom Kennedy. For those. <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know. Uh, when he first popped onto the scene, uh, he actually came to Dom's studio uh, with J305 when I was there, when he had just appeared on World. And I was telling Dom, I was like, yo, Dom, you need to, like, sign this dude or link with this dude. Like, he's fire. Like, he's got the best song on Astro World, and, like, everybody loves this album. But, you know, Dom doesn't really listen to Travis Scott or, like, that type of young music. Um, but uh, eventually, like, he would find his way to Don Tolliver. They did a bunch of songs together. Uh, I think uh, his relationship with Hit Boy kind of, like, um, mm. nurtured that. Hit Boy, who's also a Gemini. Shout out to him. I think his birthday's coming up. <laughs> Um, so, you know, everything comes full circle, but yeah, so I, I missed, missed the Don Tolliver show. I missed Miguel, who I also fuck with. Um, and I missed meeting, uh, B for the first time. So that was crazy. A disappointment. Um, I apologize sincerely for that, but I did see Silk Sonic. Oh my God. I love them so much. Which was tremendous. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Um, I would put them second only to Beyonce. Uh, wow. Yeah. the I, I had great seats. So, you know, it's funny. I was thinking like, oh, if I hit on the tables, like I'll buy tickets because um, the tickets were expensive as hell. But just so happened, you know, I'm very well connected. My cousin works for the security company. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Man. Brushed <laughs> right. my shoulders off. And uh, <laughs> she got she got me, my girl and my mom, three tickets. Um to the show uh just she got three more <laughs> she she might um but yeah she was showing mad love that day and uh you know i just happened to be at the right place the right time and uh yeah the concert was phenomenal they don't let you bring your phone in uh well they oh, they good. make you they make you lock it up the although of course bags, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Although people have skirted around that. I've already seen like, you know, videos of different parts of the concert uh, on Twitter. Um, I guess some people have two phones. Who knows? Uh, Kevin but Gage. yeah, it was <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was an excellent show. Um, Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars are both just top tier musicians. The grooves are, you know, yeah. they they borrow from old school and integrate them into their songs that already are inspired by the old school. They have a video of Bootsy Collins introducing them. Um, you know, you're dancing the whole time. It's it's just a phenomenal show. Uh, uh, but yeah, the tickets are hella expensive. The cheapest ticket is like six hundred dollars. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, if you have, if you can afford it. To see Usher. Yeah. That's yeah. how it was with Usher. Yeah. It was, and then the service charge, the service fees on top of it. Yeah. yeah. How much is yes. that in Usher bucks be like five G? <laughs> <laughs> I Usher actually bucks. got to take some Usher bucks home. They yeah. made it rain. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts to your mom, Jason, for going to a Silk Sonic show in Vegas with you. That's dope, dude. Oh, yeah. okay. So, yeah, if you know anything about my mom, she's the turn-up queen. Yeah, she's the turn-up <laughs> queen. My, my mom, uh, shout out to her. She's born on Christmas. Uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with her turn-up, but um, <laughs> she she loves to get after it. She loves to party. She parties. She's been partying forever. Uh, my aunt is the same way. Dom's mom, they both love to party and hang out. Um and have a great time. So that's they were there in Vegas literally for my birthday to hang out and party. Uh, I didn't even get to spend that much time with them, but um, <laughs> end up. <laughs> but I mean, it was like whatever that was, was kind of convenient the, to whatever the hell they were doing. Exactly. Because right. I had yeah. Because I had friends out there as well, and then I had people that I knew also out there. Like my other cousin, his birthday is May twenty seventh. So okay. Um, and he just got out of prison. Shout out to Mark. Um, and he's, uh, he's like, you know, uh, Asian. So he hangs out like in that set, he has a lot of tattoos. So we were at like skin design, I think is the name of the, um, tattoo shop out there. And they have like this whole, like, you know, Chinatown area. He's not Chinese, but he's Filipino, but <laughs> like they have like this, you know, whole kind of other subculture in, uh, in Vegas, um, mm -hmm. that I was not aware of, of like very he heavily tattooed, uh, people who just you know hang out and do their thing and they had this big ass shoe store which i forgot the name of it it was in caesars um but yeah we did a ton of shit man i had a i had a fucking blast and then came home monday and my aunt was back and they made barbecue and yeah it was a great fucking weekend so you saw everyone but me okay i saw every, but bc cool. you were a part cool. of the late night set so that was the whole thing so okay so we went to uh the night before we went to see Silk Sonic, which was Friday night, um, Mark wanted me to come to Treasures with him. And I love Treasures. Treasures is a strip club out there. And um, didn't go. Like, fell asleep. So, literally every night, like, after 12, because I, we're so used to getting up early, like, we just crashed. So, like, Saturday night, it was Silk Sonic, and we were just done. And then, like, Sunday, we went to eat. We went to Beauty and Essex and, like, a couple other random places. And, you know... We were just done. So it was like. So you hit me and asked me about um, a lunch spot and you yeah. ended up going to Lolo's Chicken chicken and Waffles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was one of the more interesting uh, adventures in Vegas. Oh my God. <laughs> because um, the food was excellent. You know, shout out to Lolo's. The food was excellent. I told you it was great. 
but it was the most nigga experience <laughs> ever. Like we literally get there, we put our names down. First they tell us forty minutes, and then of course my girlfriend goes up and complains after like five minutes, and they're like, "Okay, no, we can sit you outside." Then we sit outside. Waitress comes to us. Okay, um, you know, offers us whatever drinks. We order our food. We order the drinks. She brings us out the, the drinks. We don't see her for another 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody came and checked on us. There was no, yeah, there was no like, <laughs> hey, sorry for the wait. You know, so after like 50 minutes, close to an hour, I get up, walk into the restaurant because we're sitting on the patio and I'm like looking for the waitress. She's not around. I'm like, where the fuck did our waitress go? And then I ask another waitress and she's like, bringing somebody their food and she's like yeah the wait is 55 minutes for the food and i'm like well nobody fucking told us that and then so i walk back outside and the people who are sitting next to us are like we've been waiting for two hours for our food okay now (laughs) and it was crazy and so then the reason why i went there was my cousin had went there earlier and he told me it was bomb and so he is up telling me that earlier there was an altercation <laughs> in there <laughs> because there was a girl there who had just turned 21, but she had one of those IDs that was like the horizontal ID or right. whatever. So, so they didn't want to give her the drink. Then she got into it with the waitress and the people who were cooking the food in the back started coming out. So it was like the full black experience <laughs> from <laughs> head to toe. Um, but, you know, I loved it. You know, I can't really like. I don't really hate that stuff as much anymore. Um, it's, you know, like, it's definitely something that got on my girl's nerves a lot more than it did mine. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, the the fried chicken, the waffles, the mac and cheese, the yams, it was all top tier. They had, of course, people in the front selling the little ghetto shirts of Tupac and Nipsey and <laughs> Kobe Bryant jerseys. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I loved I it. pull up. Yeah, the exactly. Lolos, give me some Kobe gear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nah, it was fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself, even though I didn't get a chance to see you. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe no, we next de- time. I don't I'm think Maze. I don't think Maze would leave until we met. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But you, you just like I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs> Our flight was at 6 a.m. on Monday, so you know I was just like. Yeesh. <laughs> I had to bounce. But also, I love Vegas. So that's another thing. I was like, I know I'm going to come back because I got family out there. I got homies out there. My homie, John John, who's on Crypto Bros, the other show that we host on on the Bomb Network. um, Mm -hmm. He's the first black person to own a 7-Eleven in the state of Nevada. And he's got his uh, 7-Eleven is kind of over by the Topgolf. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to come back out there and, uh, you know, just fuck with all y'all you know what i'm saying all my vegas yeah. folks yeah i'm trying to get everyone to come out here for summer league oh yeah it's they do have time. summer league out there yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah you'll get some folks you'll get some traffic for summer league definitely yeah mm-hmm. for sure all right so last episode of showtime we left off right before we discussed the post credits yes so um let's travel back in time let's go That's back right. to atlanta we got to reminisce on just what went down. We got Donald, Earn, at the studio or whatever that is or his place. He gets a package, a delivery. It's a suitcase. He goes down. Suitcases for Ernest Marks, but it's not his suitcase. 
Wait, a twist. Now, now that I think about that, Mays, quick question. Where is he? Is he supposed to be in Europe? No, I think he's got to be back in Atlanta. Which See, is I such didn't... a weird timeline thing. I never even thought about it till right now. Right, because I, I didn't think, I was thinking he was like traveling somewhere and someone was like, okay, if you're on tour, we'll have your bags delivered to you. Right. But he's saying it's not my bags. But remember in this uh, that last episode, Zazie Beats, what's her, Van. Van, When they yeah. go to that museum, Da-ha. you have the Paperboy. <laughs> yeah, you got the Paperboy poster that he's coming to Paris. So it's like, are they still the, the in Europe? What's going on? The timeline is fucked, B. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's yeah. not linear. That's what I've been trying to say all season is like, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's all bullshit. But I read that as being back in Atlanta for whatever reason. I also mm-hmm. think that I was the one who was pushing the idea that season four will be in Atlanta. Whereas I think you guys were more thinking that it would continue on the Euro trip stuff a little bit. I thought that was Atlanta because I thought that obviously our man E, who we find out that the suitcase belongs to, the white urn, we see right. him on the boat in Atlanta. And I believe when he shoots himself in the pool, that is also Atlanta. So that yeah. is my thought there. Oh, and then if you think about the guy who delivered the bag, he sound, he looks He's like- American. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was that's what made me think of it right now. I was like, wait, no, they can't be in the European cuz that dude who delivered it is definitely a black yeah. American in America. So, yeah, I was that's interesting. So yeah, then he opens up the suitcase. It's got some some random stuff in there. It's got a Deftones t-shirt. We had this whole incredible insightful conversation about the Deftones, <laughs> Deftones. how I don't <laughs> rock with the Deftones. And then we I found out due to my research that they're not all completely white. So then I felt a little off the hook because I didn't know who the <laughs> Deftones really were. So everybody missed that, but I hope that recap kind of sums it up. But then he pulls out the photo, the family photo, and it's revealed that it is Urn E, White Urn, whatever the hell you want to call him, the creepy guy that we've seen <laughs> twice so far this season. And yes, what does it mean, Jason? Who the hell knows? Like, mm. I- I'm so confused. I guess he had a nice family, and I, I don't fucking know. Is is this supposed to be juxtaposed with uh, Black Urns, the lack of family dynamic that he's got going on with Van? I don't know. Like, what do they want me to draw from this? I'm so <laughs> confused, you know? The, the Deftone song that I know that I was mentioning was Change in the House of Flies, which is their pop, most popular single. And the, the lyrics of the song is I Watched You Change. So I guess that might have something to do with it. I I don't know. This is all like it. It gives me uh, like the smart kid in class who tries to bullshit his way through his final by just like being weird and esoteric and being like, you don't really get it. Like, that's kind of the vibe that I got right. <laughs> from it. Um, but I don't know. I, I read an article basically saying like, Atlanta is whatever Donald Glover wants it to be, and it's kind of, and we just follow along with it. And I guess that's really what all I can say. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Do we know when the next season is going to air? I don't think they have a date yet, but it will be in the fall, so it won't be that long. Okay. Probably probably uh. four months or something like that. I would imagine. I did see one cockamamie theory. I'm going to throw this ridiculous theory at you, B, okay? And I want your response. So, Earn, our Earn, Donald Glover, 
is not really Donald Glover, okay? He doesn't look like that. That's what he looks like to us, but to the other characters in the show, because there's been some strange confrontations with random people along the way, <laughs> Ernest Marks is white. Holy shit. I don't know about that one. Okay, wait, because <laughs> I, I, I'm with you until we get to the incident in Amsterdam with the blackface and everything where he was able to blend in. and But are is is this a way of saying, like, White Earn is, like, taking over his... I don't know. What do you mean? Like, I, I, I'm trying to figure out what what this could even... Hey, I don't give the... I'm just throwing the theory at you. This <laughs> yeah. is your job as my podcast partner here to, <laughs> to, to unpack your feelings about this ridiculous internet thought that I found that I dismiss as absurd. I think the whole purpose of it is to spawn internet thoughts and articles. Um, oh, you think it's an Ouroboros? You think you think that yes. he's feeding them the theories? He's yes. feeding them the fuel to crank out yes. the absurd conspiracies to just ideate mindlessly about this show. The snake is eating his tail, man. It's just that's and that's the trick. I feel like a lot of these new black um hip intelligent artists have figured out and are running with but i also feel like um it's kind of killing the art a little bit because who else do you feel is doing it uh i guess i don't want to say Chappelle, but it's like i feel like what like what is his thesis anymore I feel like no, to a all... degree, to a degree, you're right on Chappelle because what he's done is he started a cycle by saying some inflammatory things, yeah, and then feeding off of the response to it, Punch. to yeah, yeah, more, more of, of that, exactly, <laughs> feed exactly. off of it, you. yeah. So that, that's the that trick. Is absolutely what's happening with him. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel about Donald Glover. It's just like they they both discovered that trick. Like that's just an easy game to play. Like I can generate dollars by doing this. Oh, I can create a hot take and then you're mad at the hot take and I'm going to respond and now we can just play that ping pong game till the end of time. It's really, a, you know, it's really what Skip Bayless does extremely well. well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. Just say inflammatory shit and then have you react to it so you can lean even further in. But yeah, I think we talked last week about how I thought it was a nice through line. I thought it kind of hammered home that character and just the spooky connection of everything. We talked a lot about the white ally this season and identity. Mm -hmm. And so... To have someone with your same name, but who's the opposite of you, kind of crash into your life in a strange way, but you like his t-shirt, you know, put a little bow on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was, it was a strange ending, but I, I guess we'll get some more strange episodes in uh, in a few years, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, so what else are you guys watching? Man, I haven't had time to watch shit. Okay, so here's the thing with me. Because there's a lot of movies, like a lot of classics that I haven't seen. So if you were like to throw a movie like Star Wars, I've never seen Star Wars. And the reaction that I get every time, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen it. Don't tell it's the me. the same thing with shows. 
I, oh, I already told him because he was like, oh, yeah, do you plan on watching? No, I don't. I have no plans to sit down and start Star Wars. I don't. I feel but you. I don't know. I like shows. I like comedies. I like things that are like quick and easy to watch. It takes a yeah. lot for me to sit down and watch a movie because I like to, the way that I like to watch TV. I don't like having a second screen. My phone, I put it away. Um, I need all distractions gone. I need my like son Sonic asleep. Yeah, That's exactly. right. Lock it up, baby. <laughs> so yeah. So I don't always get the opportunity and the time to sit down and focus on a movie unless literally I go to the theater and sit down and watch a movie. Cause home is not happening with my son mm -hmm. asking me a million questions and people calling me and texting me and the shit that I got to do, you know? Yeah. Why well, I, I have the, I have the, the, <laughs> the sacredness of a movie theater. Like I think that yes. that still has it, you know, like, yeah, obviously mm -hmm. there's some D-bags every girl. once in a while where they, yeah. they're on the phone or whatever during the show. But like for the most part, people are there. They're quiet. The mm -hmm. phones are away and we're watching this together. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than somebody pulling out their phone in the movie theater or somebody <sighs> talking too much or at the wrong time in a movie theater. Um, <laughs> I'd say there's probably like a 70-30 with people talking because there have been some great moments where I've been in a movie theater and somebody's yelled out something at the screen that was truly hilarious and really added to right. the experience. Yeah. But most of the time <laughs> they do not. I got a, a good show for you to watch, B, that will uh, fit right in your wheelhouse. Uh, okay. That, that damn Michael Che. Oh, my God. So I watched the first season. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. Um, someone told me that the second season is out. And so this is on HBO? Yes. Okay. So when HBO releases, like, they have a show like this, do they do one episode at a time or is just, like, the full season available now? I don't know. Honestly, um, they they differ with like with hacks. They they're starting to release two episodes at a hacks, time. Hacks is two a week on Thursdays. I remember wow. the first time. Yeah, so it's almost already done, B, which is what's crazy. Like it's about to be the last two of the season this Thursday. So yesterday and it already came out. And for that damn Michael Che, it's already got six episodes up. Shit. Did they? Did they do that every week, Maze? Because I just binged them all right now. So have they been coming out every week, or has it been all the six at once? Hacks has been. Are, are you saying that damn Michael Che? No, yeah, the ha Michael Che. It, they're all out right now. No, I know. I'm saying, did they all come out at the same time, or did did they release weekly? That's a question for a different website, Jason. I'll let you know <laughs> <in> just one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I just binged the, that damn Michael Che, um, and it was it was fucking hilarious. I, I think love we were, him, man. I think yeah. he's funny. Yeah. Um, so, so when it comes to TV shows, do you like it when it's a week by week thing, or do you like for everything to come out at once and you watch it on your own terms? Real quick, <laughs> time out. Yeah. That damn Michael yeah. Che. All six episodes came out on the twenty sixth, which was last damn. Sunday. But go ahead. Um, Binge or weekly model? The eternal question, Jason. <laughs> it, it depends on what the show is, right? I mean, I love that Succession is a weekly show. I love that Euphoria was a weekly show. Mm -hmm. um, but I think most other shows, I would rather binge them. Like, I don't want to wait every week. Like, how? okay, I'm watching Obi-Wan right now um, on Disney+. Plus. I would 
much rather all of the episodes be out right now than me having to wait another week to watch this show. Uh, same with like Loki or any of the other like Marvel shows. What like, about WandaVision? Like I liked how it was week by week, you know? No. No? I, did. I mean, you know what? Specifically WandaVision, I actually did appreciate because they used that theme of every decade was a new episode and that was that was really cool but um i did that's not how i watched the show i waited the first five weeks before i watched a single episode how did you do that because the spoilers were crazy on social media i I just i had to watch it the night it was released i mean I, i just tried not to pay attention to it i'm not somebody who like mutes things on my timeline even though i probably should um But, yeah, I just kind of tried not to look at it, and sometimes shit gets spoiled for me. I'm not going to lie. I've I've had a fair amount of things spoiled for me, um, and it hurts my soul. I don't – it, it's not fun. It's not a good feeling at all. Yeah. What about you, Maze? I definitely prefer the week to week, and the reason for that is I like to be part of the conversation. Wherever that is, I like to engage in the conversation. I like to talk on podcasts. I like to read people's thoughts. If you have a week and the show is good, you can watch it, process it, get some other people's thoughts and feelings, incorporate that into your own, come back, you're ready for the next episode, the next week. It's not like I'm not the type of person who forgets what happened last week. That's my girlfriend. Like She's like, what, where are we again? Like what? What <laughs> happened in the show last time? <laughs> yeah, she needs yeah. the the one minute la- previously on hacks. Yeah, this yeah. is what happened. Yeah. Um, but Stranger Things came out this last weekend, and so this is this is the biggest test of the theory. And w- you know, we've talked a little bit about how Netflix has like struggled recently. Mm-hmm. The, their shares have been going down. They started firing people like crazy. They don't have a lot of hits. Stranger Things is one of their big, big, big franchise platform shows. It's been off the air for three plus years. And they came back with a seven with a they have a fourth season. They dropped seven of the nine episodes. Every episode is over an hour long. It's an I hour and fifteen that. minutes. The wow. seventh episode is an hour and 40 minutes. Come on now. And I watched the whole fucking thing on Saturday. <laughs> wow. With my mom. It was my mom's request. She's like, for Mother's wow. Day, because I introduced my mom to Stranger Things like three months ago. So mm-hmm. she's coming in with all this energy that mm-hmm. is way in the past for me. Like I watched, I watched everything, but it was years ago, and I have not mm-hmm. gone back. She's coming in. She knows who everybody is. She knows what happened. I'm actually relying on her for stuff, which is, you know, which was fun (laughs) to have a resource. But it was good, and I enjoyed it. And there's some, and I'm excited for when it comes back in two months for the, the finale. But hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays your favorite butcher-turned-podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging, 
It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. It feels like 100 years ago or it was Saturday. Yeah. I, like, I... There was no time to process any of the movies, essentially, that right. I watched because it was right. five yeah, or six you movies. Yeah, seven movies, yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. And it's like there's the people who binged it all and know what happens and know the big reveal and know all that, and there's a little bit of conversation. But I don't have time this week to listen to five podcasts talking about the nine hours of television you know it's just like completely insane so yeah. the only the only it's things that i chaotic. like to binge are what b was kind of talking about like 30 minute comedies like right. abbott elementary you know i yeah. haven't mm -hmm. i haven't watched all of them when i have some time maybe i'll watch like two or three and it's yeah. 20 minutes and that's chill like that's that's fine for binging that's what i like but if it's if it's a big show, if it's something that I want to actually like think about and talk about, it's got to be a weekly model. Yo, I don't know. Y'all know this. I mean, y'all know I'm not from here. My dad uh, is from Sudan. I'm from Sudan. My dad's lived a really interesting life. He literally grew up in a village. He was born in a village by the Nile. Yes, that's right. Just like, just like Moses. <laughs> my father was like, grew up like playing in the Nile and avoiding crocodiles and stuff like that. He's got the most interesting man in the world. And like when he was seven, he had to leave and he moved to a town in Western Sudan. Uh, he left his mom, he left his entire family other than his dad. His dad, my grandfather was a, was a merchant. So my dad lived with him as he went to school in, you know, hundreds and hundreds of miles away from where he grew up. And then obviously he continued to grow and he moved to Khartoum and he went to college and then midway through college he decided to hitchhike through Europe. That's right, like with like five dollars to his name. This man hitchhiked on boats and trains and all types of shit until he got to Europe and went to countries where he, he didn't speak any language and they didn't speak any language and he had to talk about going into restaurants and going into the kitchen for the, them to show him what's cooking so he can say yes to this and no to that or whatever because there was no uh, communication going on. I say all this to say like my dad has a million stories and I'm pretty sure I haven't heard them all even the ones I've heard are pretty interesting but 
I wish there was a way I could get all the stories together, particularly the ones that I don't know yet. And now there is. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your dad or father figure connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. How it works. Every week, StoryWorth emails your dad a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of, like, what is one of your fondest childhood memories? Or, have you ever feared for your life? This is a, a million questions you could ask, right? You know, for me, it would be like, when did you realize you were poor? It said my dad grew up barefoot in a village. Like, when? what was the moment he realized he was poor? I don't think I've ever asked him that, but that's the kind of question I think I'd love to, to ask. And, and once I asked it, I, I really would enjoy reading the answers to those questions. You discover stories and memories you never heard about and learn new things about stories you thought you really knew. As I told you about my dad, hitchhiking through Europe. After one year, StoryWorth compiles all those questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book the whole family can share for generations. I mean, just think about it. I've got kids, and, you know, luckily, you know, my, my, my dad and my mom live with us, so my kids have a relationship with their grandparents that I didn't have because my grandparents were dead, you know, before I was born. Um, but imagine being able to go back and read all those stories and the crazy stories and memories that my dad had. Uh, it, it's it's a great story worth this. This is one of probably one of the best Father's Day gifts you can come up with. So this is what I want you to do: give all the fathers in your life a meaningful gift you can both cherish for years to come. Story worth. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storywatch.com slash bomb. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash B-O-M-M. Save $10 off your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash B-O-M-M. I've never seen Grey's Anatomy, and my friend was like, oh, you should try, you know, like binge it. That's what I did. It took me such and such months to, you know, get through all of the seasons. Cause how, how who, many, how would, who binges Grey's Anatomy? No, people like, binge Grey's Anatomy, Jason. Yeah. What? That do. show, that show people, has like, people started over. That's like binging yes. fucking mash or something. That show has 20 seasons. <laughs> like how can you right. binge a show with that much content? That's insane. Yeah. That is absolutely wild. And so, I watched the first episode and I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to binge. And it's like 20 episodes per season. No, man. Yeah, Get it's that insane. shit out of here. That show is still on now, right? Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah, that show was in, it's like six seasons. Like, I watched like two seasons <laughs> when I was in college. I was dating this girl. She has like a five-year-old now. Like, she's married and all this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how long the show's been on. And that, like... <laughs> Those seasons were like when uh, the McSteamy dude was on, or yep. can't, I don't know. Well, like, when there was actually a plot, like for the yeah. first five, six seasons, it's like okay, we're we're treating this like a normal show, and then seasons like eleven to fifteen, it's like okay, now we're in this whole new weird zone where we're just recycling stuff and we're just delivering. Remember Catherine like, Heigl? The, yeah. yeah remember when Kevin Heigl was going to take over the world that didn't work out too well <laughs> oh wow but yeah she's one be, of the few people who's actually been canceled be Grey's Anatomy yeah. that that what you're describing right there that's a mindless binge right 
That's like I'm making dinner and Grey's Anatomy is on. Got yeah. it. Yep. That's not yep. a put your phone away and lock in <laughs> <laughs> with your precious yeah. private time. Like you can find something better than that. I think the last thing that I actually binged that was pretty like uh, that was a lot was um, Scandal. Because okay. I didn't watch Scandal when it first aired. I probably missed the first four, no, first three seasons. And man, it was really intense. That was a fun binge. But once I caught up with everyone and I was able to watch the last two seasons with the rest of the world, I felt great. Like I'm a part of the conversation, yeah. you know, and it was also, you know, really big during election season. And it mm. was like this cool parallel as to like what was going on in current events. And yeah. having the show air weekly was just so dope to like be a part of that whole thing. I don't know. I wish you guys would watch it though. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened when I watched uh, Game of Thrones. That was honestly like one of the greatest experiences of my life, which is weird because it's just like watching what, television. Binging it? Yeah. Um, and it's so weird to say because it's just like, it's just a TV show. But literally like I got so much joy out of like being just engrossed in that show and catching up to where everybody was i started I think i was i started watching the show it was halfway through season five uh when i when i started it and then so mm -hmm. i finished it you know caught up with everybody by the end of season five i was you know keeping pace with everybody um but just getting fully immersed in that world it was just such a fun thing that and uh i think the next year i did um Breaking Bad, which was also like, I love to watch things that um, are like kind of old that I missed that were great. You know, like in, if time, to, if you, in time to catch up for it to be new. Yeah. Or just to be able to like, like, cause I never watched the Sopranos when it was on. It was funny. Like uh, there's two Sopranos and Seinfeld. The, when I, the only sh episodes I had ever watched of them were the last ones. Because it was like a big deal, like in, you know, yeah. TV, everybody's like, oh, the finale, the finale. And it was just kind of like everybody was watching the finale at the same time. Remember and, those days? <laughs> yeah. And so I remember watching the Seinfeld finale. I had never seen an episode of the show. I always thought it was super white. I was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was about. <laughs> and the same thing with Sopranos. I was just like, like everybody was mad about the ending. I was like, yeah, that was kind of weird. I don't know what happened. And then like going back and watching Seinfeld, which is my favorite show. And then The Sopranos, which is probably in my top five, I mean, next to The Wire. Um, and it Atlanta. Was, <laughs> right. <laughs> it, was Glover. Su it was such a great show. I mean, The Sopranos is, is such a great show to binge from beginning to end. Like, if if you miss the whole thing and you really get to enjoy that experience, like, it's, it's so much fun. So, yeah, I tried. To, have you guys ever quit a show towards the end that you were binging or you just kind of gave up on? How to Get Away with Murder. Like you did, you got to like the last season or the season before the last, and you just like, yeah, I didn't. Finish. Yeah, and I was like, man, this is <laughs> one. It was just really intense, and I was like, I don't see a conclusion happening, so I'm just gonna abandon ship now. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it goes two ways for me. So I'm either I'm I'm pretty like, if there's something that I'm not sure about, I usually will not start it. Like I'm just like, yeah. all right, I'm putting this aside. Like mm. I'm I'm just gonna like whatever i didn't watch it like ozark that's my ozark for me i'm like all right like i didn't watch ozark i'm not gonna catch up give up on me like leave me behind like just go <laughs> so you're never so you're never gonna I'm never have watching a day ozark. 
I was like, never. 10 years down the line, never. You, never. you committed to that. I'm, yeah. I'm dedicated to not watching <laughs> to Ozark. To not watching Ozark, okay. And yeah, then I, there's the show that I love. Obviously, I want to finish that. And then there's the show that I'm like, this show fucking sucks. Yeah. But I'm in, baby. Like, I'm hate <laughs> watching yeah. this. That's ballers. Oh, that's, that's ballers. ballers. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're like, both, both ballers. Ballers is coming back. This piece yeah. of shit is still going. <laughs> yeah. He's watch, wearing watch more vests. Yeah. Who's it? He took down the NCAA. Who's next? Bring it <laughs> on, Spence. Like, that type of shit. That, so that's pretty much the three. It's like, I'm all in. I'm all in because I hate it. Or I'm out. That's it. Yeah. No halfway quitting. Yeah. I, I feel you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like B, though. I, I got to the end of Lost. And I think I didn't watch like the Jason, last. Jason, you trying episodes. to get me to hang up this fucking call right now, or what? <laughs> Don't you be putting bad words about Lost out there in the universe. <laughs> you should have just walked away, Jason. Should have walked away I've, and let it be. I've never I, seen it. I did walk Don't worry away. About it, <laughs> in the last six episodes, I never watched them. And it's would it crazy. be dope to? Would it be dope to binge? Oh yeah. Yeah, I was I was binging it. So this was back in the DVD days. My best yes. friend Trey. He he had lost on DVD and uh, I got you know, him I right was over like, there, man. I can go get him. I got him. Got him sitting prime prime shelf position for the lost DVDs. Yeah, prime real estate over there. Prime real estate. Got an ocean yeah. view and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just getting out of film school and he was like, "Yeah, man, you got to watch Lost," and uh, I got super hooked. I was in love with that show. And then towards the end, it just took. I mean, it takes a lot of interesting turns. Um, kind of like Game of Thrones, you know, like where you're like, oh, I didn't, I really did not expect this. As somebody who watches a lot of TV, I did not see this coming, and it's kind of cool. And so they have all these kind of sub worlds and different plot twists and turns they get into, and it's really interesting. Uh, a lot of dope character development and all this stuff, storytelling. JJ Abrams, shout out to him. But it does get kind of weird in the last season, and I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> you know and it, but it's so strange if, if you know the show because it's almost like uh you're like one step away from unlocking like the fucking safe with a billion dollars in it and you just kind of walk away from it because that's how much of a mind fuck the show is it's like there's wow. no more of a mind fuck that i've ever had than that television show and i think that was part of my commitment to walk away was like i'm not gonna let you Mind fuck me all the way to the end. I can walk away from this. And that was kind of oh, how I Jason, felt about it. But unfortunately, that's exactly what they wanted you to do. So you <laughs> fell right into their hands, <laughs> just as expected. Yeah. Yep. No, that's a, that, was, that was my OG. Like, I was addicted to that show when it was on. I was glued to the TV every Wednesday at 9 p.m. When that show came out, I called my friend and did a beta version of what would become a podcast just uh-huh. talking about the episode for 40 minutes every week wow. and every and so that this was the thing that made me think uh about binging because you brought up the dvds right like there used mm-hmm. to be tv off seasons right yes like everything would come back in the fall and end in the spring there'd be like a winter break too and then in the summer there was there was nothing so like that's when you binge watch stuff that's when you get into the dvds that's when you watch a show again like how often do you get the opportunity 
to watch a show you really liked more than once it just doesn't really happen anymore because there's always more it's tough Mm -hmm. you got to carve out that time so yeah that that takes me back lost takes me back to a different time and b it's the same creator it's the same writer as uh watchman oh okay so i think i think you would pick up a lot of those vibes if you were to partake in that and let me tell you i binged that I binged yeah. the Watchmen. That's a that's a great binge because it's a yeah. limited series, uh-huh. and you just you know you you pick it up after the fact. You knock it out all at once. It's a hell of a ride. Now, wh- now, what do you guys think about the limited series or like us possibly reviewing a limited series? I've seen a lot of good ones uh, recently. Your Honor. Uh, what was the 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 night of? There, there's been a lot of good ones. I can't think of them all right now, but. We own this city. I didn't know that that was a limited series, or is it? We oh, own okay. This? Yeah, I just started watching it. I didn't know that John Barenthal was in it, which he's a really good actor that I like. Nice uh, character actor. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this show looks like it's gonna be pretty good. And then I was like, oh, the ep- all the episodes are out already. Well, that's <laughs> I don't know if that's something that we can we can do. What do you guys think about the conversations around limited series and like all that? Mm. What's, what's that reaction? You don't like them? Because it's no, over? I, I, don't, I, don't, I like to watch things week to week, especially if it's something that we're going to be talking about. I yeah. want there to be people wanting to have the conversation. Like, oh, I saw that already. And me and my friends, we talked about this. And it's like, no, like, let's have a conversation about some things. Because, you know, I suggested that we check out P-Valley, which comes on, you know, this week. And Jason is like... Fuck no. that show. No, They're degrading black Valley. women. I, I didn't, can't I didn't. do this shit again. <laughs> Why are you guys making me watch all this garbage every week? Yep, no, I was there. I heard it. That's exactly I did how not, it sounded, B. That is not what I said. It would. It just looks... I don't I don't like the look of the show. I'm going to just be honest. It just In what looks, way? Like, like please the, explain. Um, it just looks kind of cheap. Like, it gives, it, it's giving Tyler Perry movie... It's giving, um, like, not, like, a very, it's just not a high-quality, like, just aesthetic, I guess. You know, like. So, did you watch all of the first season? No, I watched one episode, oh. and I, and I okay, so, knew that it wasn't And I will say that. I will say that the, the first episode, the pilot episode, does not look like the rest. The rest, yeah. Like, but, it but, feels like they did just this one episode and shopped it for someone to pick it up. And then they got the budget. Yeah. That happens for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually, I mean, you can look at most shows and they kind of are like that. I remember like sometimes the the pilot is shot years ahead of the actual show. Like for real, Jason, if you go and watch episode one, you will see a huge difference in episode two and three. It's a day and night. And I also, okay. So here's my other kid. Cuddy. Um, (laughs) It's my son's favorite song, by the way. <laughs> here's here's my here's my other uh, personal like issue or critique with stuff with content like that. Like when mm-hmm. it comes to like stripper related content, I would prefer it be like a one off, like a movie or a documentary, like Players Club or Pimps Up, Holes Down, or something like that, than something that I have to watch continually. I just don't. Wait. I'm Why? Just, 
I don't I don't know. You just know. told us you went to Treasures for your birthday, and now you sitting here hating on strip club culture. Like, what you? He wants, no, no, he I'm wants not. To keep I'm the not fantasy hating. alive. Be, you know, he doesn't want to get, get to know them too well. Like, <laughs> learn their yeah. real names and learn that it's not all glitz and glamour up on that stage. You know, right? But B, I right. look, I. I will I will watch P Valley. I will watch P Valley without watching season one. Just so I come in with like what the hell is going on with this person <laughs> takes. I'll do that for you. I you know, Jason, I can't speak for him, but I I'll do that. I just felt like we could find a better show that's a little has a little bit more of like a well rounded concept. Wow. But Wow. I, I'm what? Not, this that's just how I that's how I feel. It's just like I don't know, I put it in the same like Breath is like claws or something like I, I've, I'm sure there are good shows. It's just like it's not my type of like continual entertainment. Like I could watch. I feel, I feel like you hate no black women, dog. Nah, like I love, <laughs> you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, is, I love them strippers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love, I love them strippers. strippers. <laughs> I love it just as much as the next person. You know, Players Club mm-hmm. is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, you know, but I just I don't know. I, I don't have a desire to want to watch that every week and like analyze it. I feel like also like my analysis might be like too like harsh, you know? That's what we call a hate watch, <laughs> Jason. You need, to <laughs> baptize, you need to baptize yourself in the waters of watching a show that's not elite. And it's all no, that's as fun I mean, as talking about shows that are elite sometimes. That's right. That'd make great content. What do you mean, Jason? Why do you come in and talk shit about Pete Valley every week? <laughs> I mean, hey, we can try it out. I don't want to be the one guy who's, you know, throwing salt on the show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. It's just, it just didn't seem like it would be something I'd be excited to sit down and check out. I'm really something. interested in what the, the listeners, you know, of this podcast, of Showtime, what they are watching and what would they suggest that we check out so we yeah. can join the conversation. But you know, see, hit us up you- on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. Let us know what y'all talking about because – you know, I'm I'm interested in trying something new. You know, Be- even though Jason's not trying to exp- <laughs> expound on his viewership. But see, whatever. here's here's the thing. Be like, I watch so many shows. I feel like, and Maze does too. I feel like you should come over to our side. Like we we've been talking about hacks. You don't give hacks a shot. Hacks, I think, is probably I don't the best. Know what it is? I know. I sent you the. There's a billboard oh, for it in your city, <laughs> <laughs> which was one of the coolest things just, that I saw in Vegas. Caught in the lie, folks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fell right into that trap right there. Got him. <laughs> um, no, I think it's I think it's a tough time for us because to pick a show just because while we were doing Winning Time in Atlanta there was like seven other things. And so mm. we're late on a bunch of stuff. Like yeah. Our, there's like B's saying, you know, she wants to join a show that's about to be in progress so we can, you know, keep up week to week and stuff. But I honestly think, I honestly think we might have to check out something that's already come out yeah. and like do two episodes and just give it a, give it a shot. And I'll throw out, there's Tokyo Vice, which is like cops in Tokyo there's Outer Range, <laughs> which is Western alien shit, and yeah, there's there's P Valley. I like I like Tokyo Vice. The idea behind it, 
um, the old, uh, not old, but the company I worked at before this, um, they actually did, we actually did the dailies. So interesting story about that show. I've been meaning to watch it too, because the guy who I was like closest friends with at the company, he was the dailies operator um, for, for that show. He actually flew to Japan, end up falling in love and getting married out there. Wow. Uh, because of this show. Uh, so he lives in Japan now because of this show. His name is Greg. Shout out, Greg. He's going to come back out here. We're going to have lunch and hang out. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, well, you get to see him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, I had that coming. That was a good one. <laughs> um, this podcast but yeah, is so, turning into an all out war. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been meaning to watch the show. Uh, Ansel. Ansel Elgort. I fucking hate him, but I'm willing to overlook his stupid face for (laughs) everything else that's going on in that show. Um, Yeah, he stars in it. But yeah, I'm interested um, just based off of my connection with the guy that did the dailies on the show. Um, And it looks really good, like the cinematography. and um, So Tokyo Vice, I'm down. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Uh, but I don't. The only thing about Tokyo Vice is I don't know anybody else that watches the show or even cares about it. Exactly. You know, so that's the only. Exactly. That's that, why we <laughs> got to spread the word. You know, that's why we got to <laughs> blaze a trail here. I mean, like there will be another big weekly tentpole show at some point. Yeah. I know it'll happen. Like I'm looking at you know my list and like the upcoming stuff, and most of it is like returning shows. So it's like. Yeah. We want to jump in on, you know, the boys. Like, I don't want to make you two watch two seasons of the boys by Friday. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just oh, a shit. little much, you right. know. So, like, right. I think we should. I think we should dip our toes in like Tokyo Vice. See how it feels. If we want to keep going, we keep going. If we want to do something else, you know, go go to P Valley. And Jay- hate watch P Valley. Can make a pick. <laughs> like we can do it all, baby. We got, I mean, got the whole world at our fingertips. It's showtime, baby. That's right. I mean, my other pick is uh, Barry. I think Barry is super dope. Um, but we're already in the mid- middle of that, you know. Um, I mean, I'm up on Barry. So if you if you want to, wherever you're at, I can talk about it. Also. Yeah, you, I mean, did you start from season one? Yeah, I've been watching it since it came out. Okay, so you're you're caught. What up. season is it in now? It, it's in three. Yeah. Oh wow. Um. Yeah, I'm caught up. I I always watch Barry every Sunday. Um. I I always pretty much watch all the HBO shows. Uh. When they premiere. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's funny because it has that style that everybody's doing now, where they jump into some weird shit like. Like they always have a random episode or they have an episode that ends on some like kind of odd vignette like this last one where they're like racing the fucking motorbikes and shit, you know. Um, yeah, that was yeah, just was- so they could do some drone stuff. That's really what that seemed to be like. They wanted to do some dynamic motorcycle chase with the drone actually going on the highway with them. I thought it was cool from a stylistic approach, mm-hmm. but I didn't like I thought episode five, the one the week before was like the best episode of the year for sure crazy time shit show that's the one where she tells him to get the fuck out yeah that's the one where he tells the incredibly creepy story it's the one where we've got the guy facetiming with the the mob boss back in chechnya 
meanwhile their entire compound gets eviscerated and becomes the center of a firefight with the police all while he's streaming it live yeah on on the internet (laughs) so like that that was some peak that was some peak stuff right there but yeah i i've enjoyed this season a lot i thought i thought that all the characters are kind of doing really interesting things on their arcs this season okay but yeah man yeah before before we get off i want to uh ask you two questions about barry so barry bonds uh he never (laughs) cheated and he's the greatest (laughs) player in the history of baseball does that answer your question agreed agreed um no i agree with you 100 percent. well actually not 100 percent. he probably cheated but he's he is (laughs) definitely he's without a doubt that he was he was never caught and he's without a doubt to me the greatest baseball player of all time. And I grew up a King Griffey Jr. fan, but mm. I had to understand like he's he's the Tiger Woods, the Michael Jordan of baseball, and it's really fucked up that they won't let him in the Hall of Fame. But about Barry, what do you think about the Joplin storyline? That's my that's like the best part of this season, I think. Yeah. Like so B, yeah. let me fill you in real quick. So one of the characters in Barry is when we meet her for the first two seasons, she's a very, very struggling actress. Emphasis on struggling, like not getting any work. Works at a, I think she works at a coffee shop. But she's in this acting class, and by the end of the second season, she has this like one woman, one act play essentially that they put on, and some influential people see it and they sign her to a TV deal. And they want her to repackage her one-woman show into a whole series. And so this season starts, and she's show running, and she's on set, and she's giving notes to everybody, and everything's happening for her. And the show is already premiered, and then it was on the homepage of the streaming service for five minutes, and then it gets pulled down. She goes and has a meeting with the executives who work for a company called it's called banshee it's essentially netflix but it's called banshee (laughs) yeah it's like a netflix hulu hybrid (laughs) yeah and they tell her yeah so you know your show just hasn't been hitting the taste clusters the way we'd like it to and it's really just not catching on so you're canceled actually and (gasps) her show's been up for 12 hours and and then she has this like meltdown, you know, because why wouldn't you? Because your whole life got pulled out from under you. And she had she had a great Rotten Tomatoes score. So how could this be happening to her? <laughs> but that's that's brilliant because it's HBO. It's an HBO show lampooning the streaming service industry. And Model. La- Larry yeah. David actually did a pretty similar thing in his last season of Curb. Yeah, he did. He he shopped his Young Larry show to Netflix, and he shopped his Young Larry show to Hulu. And both times there was a ethnically diverse panel of executives who just kind of ha ha and smiled and laughed at his jokes when in the pitch meeting. But yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed it. I Sally is one of the most hateable characters in television. She's so hateable. She's so hateable. But what they've done with her this season has been the best use of her by far i think definitely yeah i i thought the scene i think it was from this week's episodes where they were like we wanted to be more like huh yeah <laughs> not yes, like exactly <laughs> yeah they, just and facial the, reactions <laughs> and they bring in vanessa bayer to do that of course and 
it just reminded me of I think you should leave. I really felt like an I think you should leave sketch. But um, yeah. what did you think of my man with the ben- the beignets, the begnets? Yeah, that was my second question for begnets you. by Mitch. Yeah. Um, no, he. I mean, I you see that character in TV a lot. Um, this the random kind of uh, semi shaman who's uh, you know has some menial job. It's usually like a janitor or something like that that, you know, gives all this wise information to all the characters in the show. Knows nothing about their lives, but talks to them for 30 seconds and, you know, instantly gives them the answer. Um, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I like the way they shot his performance uh, where he's kind of just standing there in the middle of the frame. And he's just like, like very much like Spicoli. Yeah. Like, yeah, he doesn't move. <laughs> B, he, he's literally like. <laughs> Like the entire, the, he he's in multiple scenes. Each scene, he's like head kind of tilted up, eyes like sort of glazed over. He's your classic SoCal stoner bro, and he's just a dude who loves making beignets and is irrationally deep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it was really good. I gotta check this out. No, you do. You oh, do. It's dude, a really good for show. Sure. Okay. So Jay, I knew I had seen this guy before. So there's this, and this is this is absurd because this is the only show I've ever watched on Facebook. But there was a Facebook slash <laughs> YouTube show called The Real Bros of Simi Valley, which oh he was in that. He was in that. He was the oh, announcer wow. at the at the skating. So he, he uh, there's like a, it's essentially. Making fun of like the Real Housewives B, but it's about bros yeah. from the Valley in LA. Is this the one where they were talking about the baby? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. Yes. That clip. That clip yeah. is what Everybody's that clip is that what clip. pulled me in. Where th- and that's the one where uh, <laughs> one of the guys is really pissed at the other guy's baby because he thinks he's disrespecting him. <laughs> he's yeah. Like, <laughs> losing his shit over it. But yeah, this guy, this guy who played Mitch, the beignet man, he was the skateboarding announcer. And he just did the whole announcing of all the tricks in that same monotone. Yeah, and then Chad, like, did an ollie over that vert ramp, and it was dope, dude. Like, he totally shredded it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he was good in Barry this week. Um, but, yeah, Bill Hader plays Barry, an ex-military guy who's uh, an assassin, who's trying to leave his assassin life. Um, and then he joins an acting class, and Henry Weekler, the Fonz, plays his acting teacher, Gene Cousineau, and his performance is what makes the show. Um, you know, in the same way that, like, Ari Gold makes Entourage, uh, you know, the show Never is not... Never seen it. What? Oh, yeah, no, you might make me leave this podcast you. right yeah, now. Yeah, I told you. I think that's no, the end push, of the episode, guys. We're pushing buttons, folks. <laughs> we are pushing buttons. <laughs> that might next be a week, wrap for next me. Next week, i have to ask Jason and B to hug it out, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or else this podcast I, showtime might be off the air permanently. <laughs> wow, mine blown. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Would that be a bingeable show for me? Yes, B. So I had my girlfriend binge uh, Entourage. She had never seen it, and she doesn't like to watch a lot of stuff. She does. So it's funny because I was watching Obi Wan, and I had to. I was trying to get her to binge Star Wars, and we got like halfway through it, and she gave up. 
and I really <laughs> like pressed her to do it, but she loved Entourage. She loved it. And so I think it's just one of those things like if you're a millennial, Entourage is the best show that came out in the past 20 See, years. And, and people say that, but I always felt like we're so like I felt like it was a pop culture moment it, that if it, you didn't watch it then you probably might you know No, you 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 might much. you might love it more now because we like I think people of our age love that time so much and that yeah. show captures that time so beautifully. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, and it's and then when I say beautifully, I'm not like it's not like some emotional. It's really silly and superficial, it's just but it's so fun. fun. Rich yeah. bros having fun. Yeah. That's really all it comes yeah. down to. And Ari Gold is there to just deliver garbage trucks full of dialogue in about a couple minutes. Like he's just ripping off crazy chunks of scenes and just everything is like he's the agent B, so he's just like always on the phone, always going two hundred and fifty miles an hour, like ripping dicks off, trying to get shit done. It's a lot. I mean, it's it's one of the broiest shows in the history of television, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's done so well, and it's acted so well, and it's cast perfectly. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, in my top five shows, it'd probably be Seinfeld, The Wire, and Entourage would probably be third for me. Um, I I can That's watch crazy. that show. That's absolutely anytime. crazy. I, it's a it's a weird three but like that's just i mean i like i guess if you take the essence of each of those shows be and just distill it down into like one drop and then you mix those drops up that's how you get jason (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly entourage the wire and seinfeld that's who i am no no black female leads that's cool (laughs) (laughs) that's cool oh man what is the best show with a black female lead? Uh, I guess it's maybe secure. Living Single. Mm. Yeah, I would say Living Single is better than Insecure. Um, okay. I don't know. What do you think? What are your, what did you, yeah, what's your thought on that? I can't really compare those two. I don't or, know. It's like having a sitcom. Is Insecure considered a sitcom? Not really. No, sit, this, take the sit out. It's just a com. Comedy, yeah. Yeah. Um, Moesha was is a was a good. I uh, I no? watched it, but it wasn't one of those shows. Like, oh my god, I want to go back and watch it. I would watch Sister Sister before I watch. I used to love Moesha. Sister, Sister. Yeah, but now I watched it because thinking... I was a huge immature fan. I love watching Marcus Houston. <laughs> like Marcus Houston. Yeah, I like. Go home, him. Roger. That's right. Get out of here. Um, I think as far as black female led shows is definitely insecure for me. Like, I guess because it was so relatable, me and Issa are like around the same age. You know what I mean? Like we're in our thirties and when the show began, it was just like, nothing was like that on TV. Now having a show where you got Queen Latifah as the lead, there was like, even watching it back in the day, it was like, mm, I, there's nothing relatable to the show. Cause one, I just didn't believe that. Khadija um, was like, I didn't just see her as like that girl. You know what I mean? Like, I like to have a character where I'm like, I relate to her. I think she's dope. She's flawed, but you know, I I still rocks with her. And that's how it was for Issa with me. But Khadija, nah, not so much. Man, we're going to have to come back next week. I'm going to have to give you some black female-led shows that I... 
that I would put up against Insecure. Because Insecure is definitely top. Like, Issa Rae did her thing, and that show is phenomenal. But it was yeah. it was for sure inspired by some other, you know, things. And I'm sure there's other things in the 90s where when we had a lot more black entertainment, then we didn't have that dry spell in the 2000s when it was things I could reference. But I guess it was Girlfriends of, was good. Oh, yeah. Girlfriends was the shit. Yeah. Yeah, girlfriend. Shout out to Tracy Ellis Ross, man. Yeah, shout out to her. And don't sleep on Abbott Elementary, which I think is oh, yeah. really good. strong for that. Cause, you know, yeah. yeah, that's you actually got, my favorite new show. That's my favorite Quinta, new show. You got Quinta, but also, you know, the the principal and the older teacher are both. Yeah, Cheryl Lee Ralph. As, as much as, as, much as Quinta. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that show is literally my favorite new show. Like, uh, the past two years, that's number one, without a doubt. How does it compare to Entourage, though? Oh, we're out of time. Guess we'll have to get <laughs> filled in on that next week. For Jason Madison, Bethany Anderson, our birthdays are over. We're old now. I'm Anthony Mays. Unfortunately. See you next time. Peace.